0: 95. Pulse 95 live from the Charger International Book Fair at the Expo Center
1: Charger.
2: Good afternoon everyone and we are right here back live from the big fair and we're having lots of fun and we have a very very special guest with us Rupi Kaur who has been called the pop star of poetry and she's famous for the raw minimalist poems she posts on instagram for her 4.5 million followers it's a pleasure to have you here thank you for having me i'm excited to be here thanks a lot so let's start asking you the question about your poetry now a lot of people write poetry to process their feelings or make sense of it so why did you start writing poems and what made you want to share them with the world
0: I honestly started writing poetry by fluke. I mean, it's something that I've always been doing since I was a little girl. And, but I've always had this like itch to also share and connect with people ever since I was really young. And the first poem I ever posted online was probably on my Tumblr blog back in the nice day. Tumblr. You Tumblr. <laughs> Those were the good days. Those were the days. Those yeah. were the days. And I had no followers, so I could share whatever I wanted no there was no mm-hmm. consequences and I think that's what made sharing so easy and it was like and one by one I started to sort of grow a readership and then I started to also post on Instagram and I don't know now here we are today
1: <laughs> Well, going into to your early days as well as writing where you're reading a lot of poetry at the time yeah, or literature. what were you what were you reading
0: I was reading a lot of well Khalil Gibran is one of my favorite Poets. it's okay. it's like his book the prophet is one that my father introduced me to and i i always say it's like the sort of bible of my life because no matter what age i am and what i'm going through it's relevant and it, the, the poem that specifically comes to mind is a poem on joy and sorrow yes. because i could be going through really tough times or be having you know a really great experience but what that poem does it it is, it's able to ground me throughout any life experience. And mm-hmm. so I was always just so astounded by how his poems could speak so universally. And there were some other poets like yeah. Sharon Olds, Nizurkabani, and yeah, those poets really kind of sort of inspired me to put my feelings into words.
1: And it's interesting what you do as far as, for instance, uploading poems on Tumblr, what's it like interfacing with an audience that exists online, people you can't see? Uh, what, what's that like? it doesn't it's
0: confusing in like a because it doesn't feel real like people will be like oh my god 4.5 million that's so many and i'm like to me it's just pixels on a screen it doesn't register but when it registers it's when i'm on tour and i'm performing and then i see their faces and i'm like (laughs) oh my god there are so many of you and it is equally thrilling and terrifying mm. at once, yeah.
1: And can you also tell me about your background as well? Uh, you know, as, as uh, you, your, your family moved from India to mm-hmm. Canada at the mm-hmm. age of four, yeah. how has that Im- impacted you?
0: Yeah, my family, my dad's a refugee. He was a survivor of the Sikh genocide and he fled um, in order to save his life. And my mom and I joined him, well the first time I met him then was in Toronto at the age of four. And it's become such a thread line of our identity and what it means to be an immigrant which I always say is like being the bridge between Mm -hmm. two worlds because I'm not fully Canadian and I'm not fully Punjabi but it's like the in-between having your feet in both places at
1: once. And in terms of the Here's the thing about poetry, because a lot of people, there's a perception that that poetry is inaccessible, uh, that the language is really difficult to decipher. And uh, a lot of it is just sort of wrapped up in uh, academia or or certain poetry readings. For a lot of people, it's something that's very difficult to get into. Mm -hmm. There's just something about your poetry. It's universal. It speaks to so many different people. It's got this amazing or amazing appeal to so many different groups of people. Uh, Can you talk about that as a choice Mm -hmm. uh, in your work?
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like definitely in like western literature there's this idea that poetry should be this especially very highbrow it should be this like very yeah. elitist thing that's really understood mm-hmm. and ca- like good poetry should only ca- captivate the minds of a few but my understanding of poetry really came from the east where in where we grew up in Punjabi poetry, it's something that you can share in the village. Like my grandma was reciting poetry. She didn't have an education. She couldn't read and write, but it was like this intergenerational experience that you would have, you know, in your front yard with your neighbors in the village. And like, that's what I think poetry has always meant to at least, you know, those of us who have this experience outside of just western culture and i think it's been really nice to show that poetry i feel like it's music to the soul that's what it is and everyone should have access to it
2: that's amazing now let's talk about the illustrations that you with your poems so they're associated with illustrations uh what do you think they have like how to how far to look? Like how ex- the far or the extent of it being related to the poetry and what effect does it have
0: yeah the Illustration sort of came second to me because I've been drawing and painting since I was four years old and I, I really wanted to be a painter mm-hmm. but when in high school I started focusing more attention on the poetry I felt a little bit bad because mm-hmm. I was like oh my god I spent all this time dreaming about you know really making art and now here I am ignoring the thing and then so I thought one day actually Beyonce had just released her self-titled album and mm-hmm. I was so inspired I was like this woman is just amazing and I was like you know what can I do to make my poetry a little bit different and mm-hmm. I thought maybe I can marry the two I can like bring this thing that I've you know this craft I've loved so much and I can mix the drawing and the poetry together and so I started sort of experimenting and taking my real life like very hyper realistic st- sketches and making them digital mm-hmm. making them more loose and fluid mm-hmm. to sort of match um uh, poems and I find what it does is it it just sort of helps push the poem a little
2: further Mm -hmm. and it sort of like completes the picture for me. And do do you think that it makes uh, your readers like or does it resonate with the readers more like readers? you know I, I never
0: I I never after publishing milk and honey like the poem the illustrations were such an afterthought I didn't think that they did but then people started getting them tattooed all over their bodies wow. and it was like very intense and I was like oh no does this mean I have to keep making illustrations because <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot you know it takes time and then yeah. um and then everybody's like you can't stop those now. Like mm-hmm. you're in it, and so I, I've been drawing them ever since. And you know, it's fun. I, those, like, I write the book, I finish the poetry, and then the illustrations sort of come after the manuscript mm-hmm. is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about your creative process? So you sit. How do you how do you start writing poems? Well, how does that? Oh, like? the
0: choice of words. Yeah, I sometimes don't know myself. Um, <laughs> it's. I don't know. I think like, well, it's something that I'm still trying to figure out. It's like a lifelong practice. Do you have a routine? When I, so right now I'm not really, I write in seasons. Like Elizabeth okay. Gilbert also does the same thing. Um, and I used to feel really guilty about it because of a lot of writers say that, you know, you have to write your 500 words every single day. And it just, it didn't work for me. So I write in seasons and right now I'm on my world tour. So I'm forgiving myself. I'm not going to get any writing done. But when I'm done this, I sort of, the poetry really comes to you. I don't think we, I can't control what mm-hmm. I write about, but what I can control is showing up at my desk every day yeah. and, you know, be ready to receive. Mm-hmm. And sort of my processes, you know, I'll wake up, I like have my tea, coffee, whatever my routine is. Um, and then I like meditate and really ready yeah. myself mm-hmm. to like receive whatever is gonna come.
1: And, and Rupee, this is something I'm going to touch on the, that we talked about earlier is the the, the widespread appeal uh, of your work, the fact that it resonates with so many people. When you sit down and write, is that something that you're very deliberate and conscious about? How do I create something that could reach this many different people? And at times it might be tricky because you might be talking about things that you yourself are not that experienced in. So mm-hmm. how do you balance that?
0: Yeah. So when I published my first when I was writing the first book, because I really didn't think I was writing a book, I it wasn't even in my mind yeah. i wasn't thinking about that at all and it made writing so easy and then when i went to write my second and my third book of course that thought's coming to my mind because i'm like oh my god now this these books have to you know have the same amount of success you know you would like put that pressure on yourself but the problem i found was when you start to think like that then suddenly you're not writing what's honest and then if you're not writing what's honest then naturally it's not going to resonate in the same way yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so i really have to work hard at trying not to care what people are going to feel or and if, if if something is coming to me i just have to write about it whether i think it's relatable or not and you know what i've realized is the topics i found that were naturally I was drawn to, that mm-hmm. I thought nobody would understand are the ones in my latest book that probably people relate to the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, mm-hmm. I guess, practicing that honesty.
1: Mm-hmm. And so you, I know you're you're in, the, you're in the tour, which we'll be talking about as well um, in terms of the the times we live in right now. It's called post covid. Uh, a lot of people had this shared experience of the world. Uh, what would you say are, are subject matters that you find interesting to at least think about in terms mm-hmm. of I'm going to write a poem about this that that would that pretty much describe our culture today what do you feel is most relevant
0: yeah well i think a lot of in my first two books i wasn't really diving into a lot of mental health issues okay but i was struggling with depression and anxiety myself and because of covid Mm. when covid was happening suddenly everyone's openly talking about those things and what they're dealing with and that really inspired me to publish the poems i'd written on those topics and talking about things like productivity, anxiety, there's this like, pressure, I think so many of us feel around the world to do more. And you know, even when we hit our goals, suddenly when we arrive at like, our dreams, it's like, okay, but what's next? okay but it's always like the next thing and the next thing so i think like that is what's feeling really relevant right now as i share my work sort of around the world
2: Right. so let's talk more about your world tour that you're embarking into you're trying to uh let's say deliver your poetry to a larger audience so how has that experience been it's been amazing really really
0: fun i've been performing for 13 years my journey a lot of people don't know is actually started on stage mm-hmm. so that's where i i would 13 years ago i was writing poetry only to have the excuse to go on stage <laughs> yeah. and share it. And so it's been really really nice. I mean, we just wrapped up month number 4. I was just in Europe and the UK and it's really really moving, I think especially post-COVID, mm-hmm. you know, to really see look into people's eyes and you're, you know, when I'm up there, I'm talking about different themes that are really hard hitting, whether it's depression or assault or violence, and you see that people are relating at such a deep level. It also makes you so emotional, but what I walk away with is that, you know, we're so much stronger together and after we talk about things, and um, it's a really powerful experience, Mm -hmm. yeah
1: it's wonderful to hear that and uh you're here now Sharjah Sharjah international uh, book fair what are you looking forward to doing here
0: i'm looking forward to meeting people (laughs) i don't know i love meeting readers i love like you know talking to young women talking to their parents and I had a great time last time and I'm excited to see how you know the performance goes and the Q&A goes and I'm really looking forward to the book signing because I actually haven't done a book signing since COVID mm-hmm. and so this will be my first one
1: well I hope uh, hope thank it goes well and I thank, you thank you so much you. for joining us thank absolute you. pleasure uh, one last question for those um, who find themselves constantly writing Uh, to themselves and and expressing their thoughts and feelings. What would you tell someone uh, as a word of advice to sort of put their work out there because it's something that we've heard about a lot of people struggle with uh, just expressing themselves in a public setting.
0: Yeah I I would say if that's something that you are interested in doing you don't need to jump right into the deep end. You can do what I did. I mean for years I was publishing my work anonymously. Mm -hmm. You know not with my name because I just didn't feel comfortable doing that. So it's baby steps and the format might work differently for everyone and you don't land on the perfect the perfect thing the first time i for years i experimented with like different forms of like delivering my work and it wasn't for years until i found like the perfect thing that worked for me and so it's just about trying every single day you know tomorrow's a new day Try again and then try again again.
1: There we go. Yeah. Try, Sorry, try, try. <laughs> <again>. There you <laughs> have it. Uh, that was Rupi Kaur, a uh, poet, uh, joining us and an absolute honor uh, to have her at the uh, Sharja Expo Center to participate in the talks and seminars and the book signings as well. Stay tuned to Pulse 95. Up next, we're going to hear from Rania at the Sharja International Book Fair to tell us about what events to expect. Stay tuned for that. It's coming up next on Pulse 95.